Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Nate, you're saying you're never going to eat any animal again? What about bacon? No. Ham? Nope. Pork chops? Clint, those all come from the same animal. <laughs> okay, sure, Nate. Like there's some wonderful, magical animal. This is the way of the door. everybody to episode 90 of the four doorsman podcast i'm nate aka angry nate this is ip freely <laughs> i'm collector clint i'm asian tony stark and uh thank you for joining us this week uh, a couple of quick housekeeping things before we get too far into this uh, make sure you're following us on twitter and instagram at the underscore dorksman uh, we've recently joined the cross the streams media network uh, so make sure you're following us on there as well uh, they're on Twitter at CTS Media. Uh, you can check out all the other podcasts that are part of this network on crossthestreamsmedia.com. So make sure you check that out. Um, as always, as you're listening, if you want to play along with our Dorksman Bingo, you can always uh, jump on dorksmanbingo.com. And as always, shout out to Andrew uh, Newbeardland for building that for us. And also uh, Larry from the STS guys uh, for doing the quick and amazing redirect for us. So thank you guys for that. Um, one more thing, Ryan, shout out to Ryan and all the other uh, content creators yesterday. Uh, thank you, everyone that joined us uh, for the streams. There was a huge raid train starting. It was like 9 a.m. yesterday, going well into the evening, into the early morning. Um, there was a <laughs> fundraiser for the AAPI uh, Rise Up campaign. Um, so thank you, everyone that joined us, uh, that hung out for a bit just lurked or donated there were some crazy donations we raised a lot of money um and still trying to tabulate everything actually yeah yeah right yeah i bet actually right ryan is there going to be because your discussion was really good is there going to be it going to be available for later listening or watching yes so if you guys would like to actually see the conversation hear what was said on the panel basically what we were trying to talk about first and foremost is well let me rewind a bit the topic that we were supposed to be covering from the start, which kind of got skewed because of timing and us going on early, we wanted to discuss Asian inequality in film and media. And that kind of took a lot of different left turns, but it, there was a lot of good conversation to be said. We gave some life account about the differences in upbringing, being that I'm from Hawaii. We had Rach on, who is from Nerdy Curious, and she's up in Vancouver with Nate. And just different perspectives from like a Japanese-American, a Chinese-Canadian, and we had a couple friends on from the Bayish area. We had Kaz. We had Av from... Mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. From, from Beehive, yeah. yes. And we had Tim Manuel Miranda, who is... Uh, he's not on any podcast, but he has a friend within the community. They are all of Filipino ancestry. So it gave a lot of different perspective from not only a different ethnic background, but also regionally and also from the country of um, nationality, I'll call it, because as again, Rach is from Canada. So right. There was a lot of good insight and to see there was differences, but also to see similarities because as much as I don't like to aggregate us, which was a topic yesterday, we mm -hmm. are all under that branch umbrella of Asian, but we have our own distinct cultural representation as well. A lot of good mm -hmm. conversation. Great. If you guys would like Very to good. see the replay, it's twitch.tv slash Asian Tony Stark. Please feel free to engage in further conversation with us on social. And if you are an ally in this fight with us, please, please, please help us to spread the word. 
that's one of the most important things that we can do is just pass it on positively into the next person. And hopefully we can spread this positive virus rather than something <laughs> continuing to be negative. Amen, brother. Well, I, I, I really hope you consider putting it on YouTube to last even longer because I think it only stays on, what, two weeks for Twitch? Yeah. And the discussion itself is, is worth keeping. So I, I hope you look into that. Good idea. I will do that. Because it was great. I mean, it was really, I mean, like you said, it was one topic and like, you know, everything else we do, it goes different directions, but it doesn't mean it's not important and wasn't worthwhile. So I hope you guys go back and, and give it a listen. And I need to, I was only in and out because of, you know, life, but um, it, it's definitely was worth sharing and just hearing same thing with the average nerd guys for sure. And others is just hearing it, especially from the non perspective side is beneficial so yeah. i really hope you know you guys share it further and beyond and like you said keep the fight going yeah and we're not going to focus on the topic here but one of the things i do want to stress to everybody since half of the dorksman population here is of asian descent <laughs> there is well, such a thing as internal racism yes and if you guys are not familiar with that term in a nutshell it's basically being racist to your to your own race and conforming to all these different stereotypes and we want to break away from those norms. So as the generations go by, and I think Nate will agree, even though we are Asian in ancestry and some of our cultural things have come over with us from the motherland, we don't have to necessarily keep those appropriations intact. You know, we can evolve as people. There you go. So mm -hmm. let's also try to cool. keep that in mind as well. Excellent. Excellent. All right. We've been serious. I think we could get silly now. Can we? Are, no. we, are we allowed to now? No. I give us permission. I am your you dad. Us permission. You are you are our podcast dad. That's right. Um, but I'm really, <laughs> but really, thank you, Ryan, for that. Um, yes. And if you guys are, if anyone's looking for a cause to donate to, um, there's uh, Ryan will have the links up on his Twitter as well, um, and there'll be links shared uh, continually because you like this isn't just a one day thing. This was just an organized thing to. Um, build awareness and we'll, we'll keep we'll keep hammering on that and we'll do our best to continue to spread the word so thank you again ryan for that cool all right now to our regular scheduled programming ask the dorksman questions who do we got this week our first question this week comes from uh our buddy sean hello sean uh at el loco gaijin on twitter his question is a root beer question AW Barks Mug or another brand. Um, by the way, fresh made AW is the only correct answer for him as he lives in Lodi, California. So, which root beer is your favorite? That's that's not an easy question. I'm a no, root it's beer not. Um, y'all know my love of AW restaurant. We talked about it on the mm -hmm. fast food episode. Um, it's, it's definitely something that's high up on my list. If, if I'm out of town and there's an A&W available, um, I'm, I'm going there, uh, love their root beer floats. I, and, and I guess that's probably my favorite with a float is A&W, if that makes mm. sense. Um, Barks root beer is a pretty big, uh, popular root beer in, um, in the new Orleans area. Uh, where I'm originally from, like, if you're not going to have a beer with your po'boy, you better be having a Barkshire beer with your po'boy. Oh, really? Um, that's kind of a tradition. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so that's that's definitely on my list as well. But honestly, my favorite tasting root beer that I've ever had um, is – I'm sure you can find it other places, but the, the one place that I've found it is at the Tractor Supply Company. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> 
I won't ask why you were there in the first place. Uh, anyway, um, it's a root beer. It's called Teddy's, and it's named after Teddy Roosevelt. Hmm. And they've got like a root beer. They've got a cream soda. They might have the, uh, was it orange sickle flavor or whatever it is um, deal. But that's probably the best tasting root beer that I've had. So that's that's going to be my loaded answer. A&W for floats, Barks for tradition, and Teddy for taste. <laughs> God damn! You know, I can't just give a simple answer. Hey Ryan, what are you doing? Um, question: Did did it come in a bottle or a can? The Teddies? Yeah. the The one that I got was in a. It was actually in like a plastic bottle, like a okay. fairly big plastic bottle too. Well, I, I'm, actually, I, I'm just curious, and one reason I ask is I actually brewed root beer once, and they okay. recommend when you brew it, you don't use glass because there's so much carbonation in there from the yeast mm. that it could very easily explode. So the plastic yeah. makes total sense. Well, that's weird that you say that because it's talking about the tradition with your po boy. It's got to be a glass bottle of Barks. Like if you go to, okay, so here's the deal: if you go to the New Orleans area, 99% of the po boy places you're gonna go to are gonna be legit. Like they're gonna be better than any po boy you can get anywhere else. <laughs> makes sense. But yeah. if you go to one and it does not have barks available in a glass bottle, then just turn around and leave because it's probably not a good – it's probably one of the hundred that's not a good one to be, be at. Mm. I guess I don't recall ever seeing barks in a glass bottle. Am I the only one? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've seen barks in a glass bottle. Interesting. I mean that's cool though. Huh. Okay, good answer. Um, well, I'm actually going to go even further. There's a place in Boulder called Virgil's. And it is delicious root beer. Um, it actually comes, you can get it in a keg. I've gotten it in a keg. It's delicious. So um, that's my that's my answer. But, you know, there's some good root beers out there. There's a place here in Durango. That I'm, I'm forgetting the name. I really like the root beer there. And I, like I said, even my home my homemade stuff worked out pretty well. So um, root beer is delicious, but I don't have any, you know, you have to drink it with anything because floats are great. And actually, if you guys have a BJ's Brew House, they have an alcoholic Irish root beer, which is delicious too. So Really? It doesn't yeah. surprise me that you would say something like that. <laughs> I didn't think it would. <laughs> Not one I, bit. I, listen to you guys. You guys think I do drugs and alcohol, and that's it. That's my hobby. I mean, you talk things. about beer a lot. Do <laughs> you collect really addictions? Do. Is that what you do? It's not like that's we're profiling right. you. you. You drink a lot of beer. That's right. As he rubs his nose there, great. He collects <laughs> chips. Yeah, this is my six-month chip from Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh, this man. is my no. three-month chip from drug. No, it would be alcoholic obvious. K.O. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Clint, Clint's in the back there tying off his arm he's just <laughs> just sucking straight to my veins which is a reference to what we've been talking about later yes. my answer is short uh, um, I've said before I don't drink a lot of soda uh, I'm not a fan of root beer actually sorry Sean I know that's probably not what you want to hear so I'm going to change it up a little bit the one soda that I will drink from time to time especially in a float is coke Mm. I'm going to say Coke. And I agree with the glass bottle thing. If you can find real Coke in a glass bottle that's made with sugar, not mm -hmm. corn syrup, that's the mm. best. And oh, from what sense. I've seen, yeah. the only time that we can ever get it out here in Hawaii for some reason is it's manufactured in Mexico. Mm. Yeah. I don't you know if it's like a... Mexican restaurants around here. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's like an import thing that we don't manufacture it in the glass bottles in the U.S. or something. But if I do see them locally here on the island it's always a product of mexico hmm. food for speaking of, speaking of glass that's the best way to have root beers and a frosted yes mug. oh absolutely frosted glass mug yeah i don't think anybody argue with you on that one and if they um, do they're wrong <laughs> you're wrong um it's funny you should mention 
uh, Ryan the Coke float thing. I remember the first time I was with a buddy, like this was way, 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 way back in high school. I remember this because it's one of those moments that kind of stuck out. We're on a like a class trip and we're having, we're sitting down to eat and uh, we're at a restaurant and he orders a Coke float and then the waitress just looked at him like, what is wrong with you? Like no one ever what? asked for, and it was the first time I've I've at that point in my life it was the first time I ever heard anyone ask for a Coke float because I always just assumed that it was just like floats are made with root beer. End of story. Like there's no uh, there's there's no like you don't do anything else to it. It's it's a root beer float and that's it. There's there's no other things in the world that you do with that. So I was just I went, I went to a shitty bar once and they were making beer floats and I'm like nope nope that's terrible. Ugh. I mean. There could be options where that works, but not just like, hey, Coors Light and a beer mm, or ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> sounds terrible. Coors Light and beer together sounds bad, too. Coors Light by itself sounds terrible. <laughs> Unless it's free. Let alone with. Beer. I was going to say, why are you going to ruin the ice cream with that shit? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That was just exactly give me the ice my cream thought. And hold the beer. Like, there, there's some like dark beers that might work really well, but mm. no, not on, not on the Coors Light. Maybe a chocolate stout. Right. Like exactly. Ice cream. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I can see that. Maybe. 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 But anyway. Right. Anyway. Um, for me, yeah, I think it's just nice and easy answer. It's got to be A and W. Um, yeah, I get it whenever I go um, have lunch, just because it's right by my office. Um, the good thing about A and W too is like if you like if you don't like sugar, you want to like you know have the diet A and W. It actually tastes very very similar to the sugar version, which is blows my mind um so yeah that's that's a good option um one thing you should definitely try with barks though is uh barks and vanilla crown royal if you are if you Hmm. enjoy uh alcoholic beverages it is uh an alcoholic root beer float well it's like uh I discovered one time mixing Stoli vanilla vodka and diet Dr. Pepper makes it taste just like cream soda. That yeah. was like kind of an accidental discovery and it was, mm-hmm. it was a dangerous discovery to make. Yeah. To be perfectly I was honest trying to be hammered. Because yeah. you just, it, it, it's one of those things where it disguises the, the bad part of the taste. I mean, y'all know what I'm talking about and it's just like, Oh, this is, yeah. it's not even like I'm drinking. I'm just enjoying a good cream soda. And then, you know, a fifth later, you're like, whew, where did my pants go? <laughs> They're on your head. Yeah. Um, oh, in the neighbor's yard. Side tangent. Again. I, I'm the opposite. When I drink alcohol, I want to taste it. But then again, I'm a, I'm a whiskey drinker. And I'd right. rather drink it straight. So, yeah, there you go. It all depends. Yeah. You have I, I, it. It's I'm, best enjoyed when it's straight. If you have good I'm not whiskey. A bad thing. Yeah. If you know? it's good whiskey, absolutely. Like, I don't, I wouldn't mix a good whiskey with anything. But, right. like. Crown Royal, it's like, man, I'll mix it with whatever I've got. You're allowed to say that because it's a product of your country, so. It is. It is. Have at it. Crown and Dr. Pepper, I'm telling you right now as well. Crown and Dr. Pepper. Delicious. Regular Crown um, Royal? Yeah, regular Crown Royal and Dr. Pepper. But then again, I don't really like Dr. Pepper either. Well, then- <laughs> You're talking to the non-soda drinker <laughs> well, here, right? Then what are you complaining about? <laughs> Let's I don't know. keep this going. Uh, all right. Thank you, Sean, for the question. I see Clint already reached out for your answer. I mean, you already answered in your uh, response as well. But uh, thank you for the question, as always. Our next question, of course, Manny, good friend, Knight Bodega. What up, Manny? Um, his question is, if you were sucked into the TV land and turned to Scooby-Doo characters, the four of us, uh, which character would you be and why? 
A uh, side note: No one can be Scooby himself, and uh-huh. we all have to be different characters. Real and it has to be the four main characters. So one of us has to be Shaggy, one Freddy, one Daphne, and one Velma. Those are not the only characters, though. I know, but this is the four main ones. That was his requirement. Though. Yeah, his, that was for the question. So do we each need to answer this, or do we need to work together to come up with the answers? Let's just work. I think we should work together to come up with the answers. Uh, okay, so I was thinking about this when Clint posted earlier what, what the questions were going to be. And, it, and it's actually uh, – I don't know if y'all are going to agree with me or not on this, but it's actually kind of difficult to figure out because the four of us actually pair up into very similar personalities and it's actually clint and nate and me and ryan if you really think about it like me and ryan are more type a personalities we're, we're a little bit more you know i, I don't want to say overly focused but ryan's shaking his head he knows exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> where, where clint and nate are a little bit more carefree easy going like if you were going on a vacation with me and ryan it would be very planned out to t every minute every everything whereas if you were going with clint and nate You'd be stopping every thirty minutes at a dispensary, and then the next thirty minutes at a you know a Donut snack shop. shop or something like that. Gas <laughs> stations, man, convenience stores go on that road trip every fifteen yes. minutes. Yes, really get another snack. So it was really difficult for me because, like, obviously Velma is, I think, that type A personality, like Ryan and I are. Mm-hmm. So it's like, who, who do we give that to, Ryan or or, or me? And then the same thing with with Shaggy. I'm like, obviously Clint's got to be Shaggy, <laughs> but then where does that put Nate? If if we have to put Nate with somebody, I mean, is is Nate Fred? I, I don't know. And then when, which one of us is Daphne? I was having a very hard time with this, given our personalities and how similar we pair up for stuff. So shows Clint as Shaggy was about the only thing that I could be sure. That was like for sure of yeah. We're growing, Raggy. Um, I don't know. What do y'all think? Who who would be, I think that's the thing. Who would be Daphne? I think that's that's the one you got to figure out first. So, and then I think so the other one's when I thought of this, and this is not meant to be an insult or a compliment or any of this thing, I was thinking same lines. I thought Belmo was Ryan. I was Shaggy because I didn't think I'd ever get away from that. <laughs> and then Fred's taller, so that makes Joey Fred, and Daphne goes to Nate because I'm the pretty one. That too. You are mm-hmm. sexy. Wow. I mean, you two, you two are, you know, the power couple anyway. So, <laughs> all right. I that guess that was my thought. I guess that's the story right there. Sure. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan doesn't seem happy with that. No, to be honest, I missed seeing the parentheses part. So I was going to say I'm scrapping. Oh, you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. yeah. No, that's. Yeah, that, that definitely works. Because for anybody yeah, that it, listens to the podcast often, and like when I start running my mouth, I, I tend to be kind of like scrappy where I run my mouth. So, yep. Yeah. And you're short. Yes. Thanks. So, is, that, <laughs> is that what we're going with there? Ryan sure. is Ryan is uh, Velma. I'm Fred. Clint Shaggy. And Nate is Daphne. Nate does not thrilled about it. I don't no, know if Nate's okay. happy about it. Yeah, that's okay. So who are you it then? Could be Nate? Worse. What's that? Who do you want to be then? No, that's what I would. That's what I would have put too. Honestly, the, the, that would, that would, <laughs> he was just hoping we'd come up with something else for him. Yeah, I was, Nate, just, you I can, was just hoping for something else. But you like, could be that, uh, that old man Withers who runs the yeah. haunted amusement park. Yeah. Would have gotten yeah. away with it too if it wasn't for your yeah. rescue kids. I want to be Don Knotts. <laughs> I want to be the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
I be the can I be the bus? Who's Captain Who's Captain Cutler then? Yeah, can I be the mystery machine? Uh, oh. <laughs> oh Manny, you like that's the thing I love about Manny's questions. It's like on one hand, it could just be something so off the wall that we cannot answer safely on the air without alcohol and without, you know, putting a disclaimer and making sure that no kids are listening. On the other hand, it's like the most creative, mm-hmm. you know, detailed question that you can come up with. So I love that there's no in between with Manny. So, you know, <laughs> never <laughs> change, never change, Manny, never change. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy with it. Uh, I mean, I it could be worse. We could have called somebody like, yeah. The, the mayor that dies or whatever i don't know <laughs> there's so many characters in the show too though like right. i'm sure at some point we could uh nail it down to be a bit more specific as to who we are but no that's good i like it Excellent. i like it um so on to our main topic for this week which is kind of in line with uh scooby-doo uh as that's the only i guess the only thing that's in line is that scooby-doo is a cartoon and we're also going to be talking about a cartoon today um, the cartoon that we will be talking about today is The Simpsons. Thirty-two seasons. They surpassed seven hundred episodes. Um, absolutely incredible feat for any show, regardless if it's a animated show, a real show, whatever. Uh, I don't think anything's comes close to this. Um, this kind of milestone. Um, yeah, I mean, we pretty much all grew up with it. It's just one of those things that you cannot, I feel like I can't go a day, let alone a couple of hours without someone somewhere mentioning the Simpsons or some kind of Simpsons reference in my day. Like it it just, it's become such a big part of my life and it's become such a big part of, I think a lot of people's lives that um, it's just, it's crazy to see. Absolutely crazy to see. Yeah. It's ingrained in pop culture. Yeah. That was exactly what I was about to say. Fellow Velma. Yep. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, though, it isn't even the longest running show. It, it um, year wise, really. Fact, well, most most soap operas have been around forever. Okay, true. Right? Yeah, that's so true. Like, yep. It's yep. not even. It, unfortunately, from a year standpoint, it's it is like in the top fifteen, but it's mm-hmm. not. It's but, one of those things where if you put certain qualifications on it, and you talk about like, oh, it's the longest running scripted prime time show right. or something like that. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it is, but I mean, it's it's a huge accomplishment, you know. Oh, well, yeah. But my point was though, if it's in the, it's it's the, you're absolutely right. But just without anything like that, it's still in the top lists. Right. Despite, right. You know, it's animated. You only get you know, and in fact, they still put out as many episodes as they and, do a year is impressive. And, and the the other thing that's impressive, if if you think about it, the soap operas that have been around for decades and decades and decades obviously simpsons has been around for decades too at this point mm-hmm. they, they have a not a constant but there's there's a switch over of characters absolutely eventually, right and right. and you have the next generation come along and totally new quote-unquote families being introduced whereas the simpsons pretty much just your core simpsons and the then that line of kind of secondary characters that support them it's not like it's so, so you got to say, okay, we've 700 plus now scripted episodes about the same people, you know, and I mean, obviously, I think that's hurt them, you know, in recent years, um, as far as, yeah, like a poo running out of stories to tell. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's something different we can talk about here. Yeah, I thought where you're going. Okay. <laughs> um, I was talking more just about like viewership and, and material because I mean, again, it's the same characters and yeah, you can, you can try to do 
like current events, kind of like what South Park does uh, to try to stay fresh. But I don't really think that's the Simpsons thing. Mm-hmm. I think the Simpsons thing is like this dysfunctional family kind of comedy that at the end of the day, they, you know, they still all love each other, et cetera, et cetera. And then again, you have the secondary characters that kind of add support to that and maybe some B plots in the show. But, you know, that's what, that's what you get at the end of the day with them. But to go along a little bit with that is it's impressive. They've kept the same characters and even the same voices. Like very few of the actors have, first of all, they've been had some that have passed away and then they don't have them on the show anymore. Miss Kravopoulos, like the example that pops in my right. head. Um, mm-hmm. But then they've also, you know, there's like the same people are still voicing the main characters, the side characters, like everybody. Everybody who is involved in this is still involved in this. You know, there's, I know there's been talk of people dropping out, but then they come back and they never actually dropped out at all because it happened in the matter of like weeks. But um, that in itself is a good point, an excellent point, in fact. And I agree with you that that's impressive. I think the thing the simpsons i feel like it it comes in waves in terms of popularity and just how i find how relevant they are like the first um i think the first like what seven or eight seasons are still regarded as like some of the best simpsons episodes right. of all time and they'll never be surpassed and i feel like there's a bit of a lull you know, in the middle, there's like some good episodes hit and miss. And then in more recent years, I think probably the last, like, I'd honestly say the last like five or six seasons I've, I've watched it, but it's just, I haven't been really impressed by it. Um, and then as of late, they've seemed to kind of have a resurgence and like, I feel like they're finding their stride again. Like they're, 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 they're hitting on some good notes. They're trying to stay, you know, up to date, up like relevancy and stuff like that. Um, I think one of the, the funniest things is watching over the years. Um, now that it's on Disney Plus, it's like you can go back and watch all the old ones, and as you see the the couch gags evolve, and like the couch gags, like they used to have like the small tube TV, and now they have a widescreen TV. You know, like so it's just mm-hmm. like little things like that as they go. Um, it's just really fun to. I just, I just love seeing those little details that, that that they sprinkle in there as they as they show continues. Sure. Yeah, and I think you know to to what you were talking about and kind of getting back to what we were talking about as well uh, and something that clint mentioned about the the voice actors and you know the majority of them being there for all 700 plus episodes you know the voice actors are great and you know obviously they bring the 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 characters to life through that voice acting but really they're only as good as the material that's being written right and Mm -hmm. and i think that's the thing that you have to consider is where you have your stalwarts that have been there um from the beginning brooks great is it graining or groining i can never pronounce graining. it it graining. is great okay you know those, those guys have been around since the beginning but you have this it's kind of like saturday night live right you have this mm. kind of rotation of other writers that have that have kind of come and gone over yeah. the years you know so that's probably why there's a lot of ebb and flow to it is because you have a lot of ebb and flow in in the writer's room whereas those other two guys i mean i'm sure the they're still writing that they contribute, but I'm sure they've got other stuff going on too that, you know, a lot of that's left to the the other writers that have been brought on board that, you know, have to kind of flesh out the stories from week to week and all that stuff. So as you get some quality writers in, you get some quality episodes. As those people move off to something else, you, you know, get some of the more lackluster episodes. Hmm. 
I don't know how much graining and Brooks are involved just because they're involved in so much else, you know. Yeah, that's what, exactly what I'm saying. And, and disenchantment, yeah. Uh, yeah. disenchantment is that what it's yeah, called? Disenchantment, yeah. And Brooks did like the critic, and he's an, he's he's always involved in something else. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised, but yeah, just a good point. But it, what's amazing to me, Timothis, is it, first of all, like we said, it's been around so long, and it actually is still funny, but it doesn't it doesn't get the viewer. It, it can't get the viewership it used to. You know no. what I mean? Like it boggles my mind that, and they've already signed on for what, two or three more years after this. Mm -hmm. Like, I I, I guess people are still watching it. I, I, I'm just shocked. Well, here's the thing you have to consider too, is that I'm not going to say it's been like this for the entire run of the show, but since it started on Tracy Ullman Mm -hmm. and through those first, I'd say eight to 10 years, maybe even a little bit longer, what else was on the air on primetime cable TV that was really as edgy and pushed the envelope as much as they did. Whereas <laughs> now that's all over the place. Right, that's right? all there is. True. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and so during that 80s, 90s period, especially a cartoon. Especially like, a cartoon, yes. Like you're you're pretty much like, what? This is not what no I mean you're talking about like TGIF shows and the Cosby show and all that kind of stuff for 80s and 90s tv just in general not even talking about cartoon stuff so that was a lot of the appeal early on too as far as viewership and like you're talking about now that's kind of split you know i mean you've got you got south park you've got rick and morty i mean the list goes on and on i could just sit here and and name all the the edgy cartoon shows let's not forget beavis and butthead beavis and butthead (laughs) in the 90s but you know that and I think that goes to show you too that they they kind of set a precedent, right, if you absolutely. would. That hey, this is accepted. The American public will accept this. You don't need the 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 leave it to Beaver type cookie cutter stuff where everything has got to be all positive all the time, and you're not pushing the envelope for yep. people to watch it. Well, look at look at everything that's inspired too. I mean, say what you want, but obviously South Park's inspired from it. Family Guy is inspired from it. Bob's Burgers is inspired from it. You know, like, this, I mean, just the fact that it's this nuclear family that is kind of witty or whatever the case is. And I'm not saying they're not bad and don't have their own charm, but The Simpsons is hands down been the trailblazer for those shows and, and many others. Simpsons did it. Exactly. <laughs> and it, see, it's a great episode of South Park. And they just talk about The Simpsons. There's no actual Simpson character in it. There right. is an episode of South Park that has a Simpson na- or character named Bart Simpson in it, but um, it's supposed to be, anyway, it's a joke. But anyway, uh, yes, it's it's been very influential through the years and very fun to watch. And I mean, like I said, even the new episodes are still fun to watch. But it's amazing that again they have just this appeal still that they're still not only making new episodes but signed on to do further ones. But whatever the case, I mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong; it's better than half the stuff on TV anyway, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't watch it, but still, still, it just it it, it boggles my mind. That it's still around. I'm thankful it's still around, but still, it just amazes well, me. What is the end game? I mean, I, that's I, a great question. I have to hypothesize about that because I haven't seen anything, if it exists from the creators, that there is a quote unquote end game. So I'm just wondering what y'all think, especially the two of you, since you and mm-hmm. Nate, since y'all are a big Simpsons fan compared to me and Ryan, what do y'all think the end game is? Are they trying well, to reach a thousand or what, what's the deal? I don't think they're trying. I, I think, to be honest, I think they reached their goal maybe 300 episodes ago. <laughs> Like yeah, cast, I think so. You know, like you know, they, they, I honestly, and I think I even read this. The cast is, and everyone's like, if they're gonna keep throwing money at us, we're gonna keep doing. It. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like, not? they're getting paid yeah, exactly. Like, I can't blame an episode to, to that, so it's like characters. it's not even their call, and they're not even necessarily fighting for it. Fox is mm-hmm. like, you have to come do this, and they say, okay, yeah, you know, I right. would do. I keep would, signing those checks. Right. I'll, I'll keep showing I would up to definitely, work. Uh, come do this, but <laughs> yeah. um, and that's why I, I, I'm just so kind of mind boggled about how it still works because you know, usually I'm thinking of like you know, shows like Friends, you know, where they the, the actors started requesting way too much money and and things just got icky and they had to end it or shows like, you know, and I know Prague's going to get pissed at me, but lost lost just kind of kept going despite the fact that there was no end game. And they kind of like after three seasons, didn't know what the hell they were going to do. At least it's how it appeared to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the end game is a good question. I think it might've originally been to get the movie. Right. And then they got it and then they're like, well, shit, now what? <laughs> well, yeah, they yeah. keep throwing money at us. let's keep going. And, and it's interesting too. And I guess it has something to do with the fact that it's, it's a prime time. I don't want to say adult oriented cartoon because that what an adult oriented cartoon is, has definitely changed over the, over the sure. decades since it first started. But, you know, the, the, the Simpsons itself is like primed for a, I guess you could say a reboot and, and where I'm talking about that is because y'all, you know, we had the question about um, uh, Scooby-Doo earlier. Really? And then you think about like uh, Ninja Turtles and Transformers. And there's so many cartoons out there that are more kid oriented that it's constantly rebooted to catch the next generation of kids. Right. So it's like, okay, we're going to kind of change stuff up, change kind of the animation style, change some of the storyline and now it's going to appeal to this next generation. Well, you don't have that with The Simpsons. You know, they haven't, yeah. like, rebooted every, you know, eight to ten year cycle. It's just, like we said, it's been that core group the whole time. It's not even like they've they've added some new major primary character to try to, you know, jump the shark, so to speak. You know, where you try <laughs> to appeal to, you know, let, let, we're going to bring this character in so it'll appeal and bring some new people in. And they just haven't. So, again, I, it's just amazing that it has gone on for as long as it has. And there's people like y'all that are the diehard fans that continue watching, but obviously they're doing something that's still attracting new viewership as well. I'm sure it's not just all, you know, 40 year olds at this point, you know, that are watching, I'm sure the demographics are still, you know, at a lower, lower ages too, to where it's picked up some new viewers, I would think. Yeah, I would think so too. I think, I mean, I have to, it have to, for for Fox to be all, we want to keep doing this. Right. Mm -hmm. To keep those numbers up, yeah. you know, that, that demographic, that 30 to 50, I, I don't remember what the, the, sure. the cutoffs right. are, right. but yeah, our age group is not the ones solely supporting this, but not it wouldn't have been renewed again. Right. So there has to be another demographic below us. That target must be, you know, be met as well. I do wonder for Fox, if having the Simpsons brings in other stuff, like if Bob's Burgers decided, you know, and I don't know the process and I should, we need Todd on here to tell us. When they decided to do Bob's Burgers and they decided to do it on Fox, was The Simpsons an influence for that? Like, I think it was with Family Guy, but was it with Bob's Burgers or um, Bless the Hearts, Duncanville? Um, the Great you know? North. Yeah, The Great North. Thank you. I knew I was missing. I, I need to watch that. I hear it's great. But my point, my point is, like, I wonder if that's part of the reason, too, is it not only is bringing money in for revenue for watching, but it also is an anchor that attracts other talent or other shows it's themselves to the network 
Well, that, uh, what's it called? Animation domination, that right. lot of mm -hmm. programming. I mean, it's got to be sort of like what, when we grew up, I, I don't know if they had this in, in Canada, Nate. They, I, I don't know how y'all's TV worked when, when it comes to that stuff, but like Friday nights with the TGIF uh, programming with Family Matters and Step by Step mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. all those other shows that came on, like what Clint's saying, there's got to be some kind of link to where it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to come and watch like I really, really, really like Family Matters and Step by Step's just kind of okay, but it comes on beforehand, so I'm gonna go ahead and watch that, and then oh, something else comes on afterwards. I mean, that's why all the shows that they end up putting on right after the Super Bowl have such high ratings, is because mm -hmm. again, it's it's linked, it's bookend with you know with the the Super Bowl. So just yeah, kind it's, of it's your the way that I see it is the Simpsons is like. And you guys, this is your words. It's like the anchor program and anything right. that came after it, like Bob's Burgers, which, you know, again, I know nothing about, but you guys are experts on it. <laughs> but those are all offshoots of it. And I mean, mm -hmm. this is my opinion, of course, because I'm not an avid TV watcher of any of these programs that you guys are referencing right now, except for maybe uh -huh. the TGIF stuff. That's different. Oh, That's different. <laughs> no, don't, know, don't, don't include that in this. That's different. <laughs> okay, I know. I'm sorry. Um. Good point. Anyway, it's interesting that's still on the air, but you know, like I said, I think it's better than a lot of other stuff that is on the air, and it has been for a long time. So. It ain't better than SVU. <laughs> and those fighting words or what? Yep, that's my <laughs> opinion, though. I, I would like to, now that we've kind of talked about longevity for like the past half hour, uh, right. <laughs> I'd kind of like to hear from you two about just kind of characters mm -hmm. and kind of, not just like who your favorite characters are, but more why and the stories behind them and all that kind of stuff. Nate, you want to take it first or you want me to go first? Um, we can just jump in here. So, and there. okay. We well, first of all, I think both of us and I think everyone would say Homer. I mean, Homer is the, yeah. the character. Uh, he has the best lines, the best <laughs> stories, the best, the best jobs, all 19,000 of them or however many he's yes. Um, and I mean, the stories usually revolve around him in some sense, but, uh, he, he's definitely up there. Um, but part of the reason there's Simpsons work is it is, the dynamic of the different characters you know um first of all <laughs> marge is a freaking saint that's that's admitted if this was at all realistic she would have been gone a long time ago <laughs> you gotta True. remember even though there's been 700 episodes they're all still the exact same age so right they're not yeah. they can't really go around saying this is canon <laughs> so homer screwed up once he's just screwed up once 400 times or however many episodes there are already right. done that so um but uh the dynamic of them all to be honest, like Bart has his moments, but he's he's gotten overrated. I know in the '90s he was the guy, you know, right. George. He was like the problem child. Yeah, on he was TV, the, right. Well, like when he first came out, he was like, "Eat my shorts," and you know, you don't have a trouble for saying, "Yeah, you got yeah. in trouble for saying eat my shorts," and it's like, <laughs> you know, exactly, so exactly. Yeah. But that's what um, you market. You market the catchphrases. Yes. Oh, and they, well, I mean, I love that. There's an episode of The Simpsons, for those of you who haven't seen it. I don't know what season it's in. But it's it's based on behind the music they used to have on VH1. So good. It's behind the laughter. And, I mean, they make yeah. fun of themselves, you know, saying, oh, you couldn't walk anywhere without seeing Sir Simpsons merchandise. But that was, in fact, true for the early 90s. You couldn't mm -hmm. go anywhere without finding a Bart Simpson T-shirt. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had a, they had a goddamn album. You know, on cassette yep. That, yep. of yep. them singing. And yep. I, I had it. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I yeah. probably Same. still have it somewhere. Simpsons sing the blues. Yes, right? even though yep. there was and, so I mean, good. Right. And there were different characters. But the point is, like, yep. they merchandised the living hell out oh, of it. Absolutely. To get their, you know, I, and they might have been thinking, we got 15 minutes of fame, let's use it. And here we are 30 years later, still watching years it. Later. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Bart, my point is, Bart's gotten a little annoying, um, you know, since then, in my opinion. 
Um, Lisa, Lisa's okay. She has her moments, and then you know she's supposed to be kind of annoying. So I think that's that's on purpose. I actually really like Maggie because she doesn't say anything, but she gets involved, and just the shit she does is always hilarious. Um, I, the best thing about Maggie is like even though they do like the flash forward episodes where it's like maggie's now in college right they still don't let her talk which she's is the most <laughs> she's amazing thing. in one in yeah. one episode she's a singer of a like multi-platinum album band and you never hear her say a thing in yeah. the whole episode again, yeah i think there so. was like one there's like she's on stage and she's about to sing and then like lisa like grabs the mic from her and it's like uh, yeah. yeah it's something ridiculous like <laughs> yeah that, something but, ridiculous um but to go along uh some i mean and that's the thing it's, it's the characters themselves are okay sometimes but sometimes the interactions are best like ned flanders could annoy me but goddamn him and Homer interacting is hilarious sometimes. So Well, that's a good question to, to lead into next is who are some of your favorite secondary characters outside the core of the family? Um, Ralph. Yes, Ralph. <laughs> and the thing is, the thing is, I actually like Ralph from the earlier episodes versus some of the later ones because they just made him a complete idiot now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah But back yeah, then, yeah. like, he was innocently stupid. Yeah. And that was more entertaining, I thought. We're you know? in danger. Right. Well, well, I bet my Wookiee is still one of the best yeah. lines, you know, or my cat's breath smells like cat food, whatever the case is. So uh, when they had him more like that, he was entertaining versus the, you know, um, just this guy who's just in, you know, doesn't can't remember anything or can't do anything right and gets thrown through windows and whatever. And that's the, <laughs> real quick, that's something that's really interesting about The Simpsons. So when it started, even though it was a cartoon, they really kind of kept it grounded and realistic in a sense. And then as time's gone on, they've taking advantage of the opportunity that it's animated and been able to, you know, go beyond the laws of physics and do their own thing. And I have mixed feelings about that. Sometimes it's hilarious and sometimes it's, it's not. So um, anyway, just a thought that popped in my head while we we're talking about Ralph, because Ralph is the prime example as he again, gets thrown through a window like a brick. Yes. Um, they have a note attached to him and he gets tossed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so helping. Um, I love see. the sideshow Bob stuff. Like, I oh too. yes, even though classic. I hate Kelsey Grammer, <laughs> the sideshow Bob character. Yeah, like just all the way from the beginning, like when he first framed Krusty in the early seasons, like all the way, like that, that vendetta and relationship between him and uh, the main family has been going for like legitimately like close to thirty years, and it's mm -hmm. just, just, and and that's the the beauty of it. It's like like we say, nothing is is canon because it's like you know they're all the same age yet they still have these one like these random storylines that keep repeating yeah. itself um and it's just it it should work because like if you were to do like a film study and like a, like a show study on like mm -hmm. how the show wouldn't work you'd be like none of this makes any sense but here we are like you know religiously watching it you know 32 years later um Oh, there's so many good characters. Like Chief Wiggum is also amazing. <laughs> He's so stupid. Harder and harder to get here by ten every morning. <laughs> Still one of my favorites. Oh. Uh, I, I do like I do like Jeffrey Albertson, aka comic book guy. Yes. Um, I'm looking through some of my pops as I'm telling this because I love that they're actually making a lot more pops. Oh, Groundskeeper Willie is a favorite. Oh, yeah. Groundskeeper Willie is a favorite. Because he's some of the best lines. He's got some great lines. You say um, that about every character, Clint. Well, that's because some, some of them do. Well, okay, here's one that doesn't. It's a um, very quotable show. Yeah, it, is. it yes. has to be. Yeah. I mean, even Millhouse has some great uh, quotable quotable uh, you know lines there. But Everything's coming up, Millhouse. That's right. <laughs> my feet are drenched, but my cups are bone dry. <laughs> you know? So... Um, uh, this is kind of another follow-up question. Um, obviously, I'm sure y'all have y'all's favorite Simpsons episodes, but I'm going to kind of narrow it down a little bit. I, I want y'all to talk about y'all's favorite Treehouse of Horror oh, episodes. Nope. Ooh. Nope. 
No, Sorry. no, I'm not doing it because I can't. They're all too. They're all good. Um, they're all yeah. They're so and different. That's, and that's yeah. that's well, when I talk on the podcast today, right? <laughs> but that that's kind of the <laughs> yeah, skill of them, though. There. Originally, going back to like how they kind of bend the laws of physics now, mm-hmm. is they've always done it with that, and it was so radical and different that it was so entertaining. Now it's not as great just because they do it already. You know what I mean? Like so in you the don't actual have show. one that stands that out. out? Like, that's the thing. I feel like it's the most recent one I've watched, to be completely honest, like, ever. Um, I do like the one... Damn it. I do like the one where Groundskeeper Willie, like, is killed in every single one, <laughs> all three versions of the show in the episodes, because there's three segments. <laughs> uh, and then at the end, they're all singing because the gas turned them all inside out. Yes. sounds horrific as I'm talking yep. about it, but it's actually very funny. That's very um, funny. Yeah. But Groundskeeper, I remember... Go ahead. I remember the way back it was one of the earlier ones where it was their first uh the first time they did like the 3d animation mm. uh, where homer gets sucked into the other dimension mm-hmm. um and i remember you know as a kid watching that like you know the first time i remember watching that i was like like whoa like you know technology's like gone so far like <laughs> you can do something you know like something different like this where it's just it was like um kind of like like the whole tron thing right mm-hmm. Right. Um, so to me, like when I was a kid watching that, that was just like, that blew my mind. Um, and watching it again now, like those jokes and everything, they still hold up. Um, and then like right at the end of the episode, Homer gets dumped <laughs> into a garbage can and he's in the real world and he's, you know, he's at the donut shop and you're just like, holy shit, like this is really, really cool. Um, and it's just those little things that they do that just. He goes into the erotic bakery, doesn't he? Yeah, they're yeah, the erotic bakery. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the two that stick out to me are the shinning. Yes, yes, that's yep. Willie's time. Yeah. <laughs> because of Willie, yeah, um, and Homer going mad too. Well, that's one yeah. of them where he gets killed in the back, so that fits yeah. in mind earlier. Yeah, yeah, and then the uh, the Raven. That's that's yes. just classic to yeah. me, and and it's I have a, a specific tie to that because. In elementary school, we had this assignment one time in English class where we had to memorize and repeat uh, a poem. And I stupidly chose The Raven. Uh, for those that do not know, that is a very long poem. <laughs> it is not short by any yeah. means. So that one's always just kind of resonated with me, that, sure. that particular episode. Sure, sure. Um, I do like the one where the kids fall, or the kids are, I should say, this school staff is eating the children. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they have Uderbrotten. And <laughs> yeah. Does so anybody else find it weird that we're having Uderbrotten and Uder's missing? There's no coincidence. <laughs> you know, <laughs> shit like that is just hilarious. So um, it's hard to say, though, but those are some of my favorites for sure. And I, and I, I mean, to be honest, I don't even know if I've seen the most recent one, which is a shame. Um, I need Disney Plus, here I come kind of thing, because I'm glad they're all on there, which kind of brings me to something I was bummed about for a long time is. They released them all on DVD and then stopped at season 20. And I was like, oh, man. But now, of course, they're on Disney Plus, so it's not an issue. But um, there was a time when I would just, you know, that was my thing when I was, you know, doing homework in college or even working in the background, have The Simpsons on. And that's where I got, you know, some of the quotes from is because I could be sitting there and this fucking sucks. Oh, the funny part's coming up. Okay, I feel better now, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> What's Do you have an all-time favorite episode? No. Just if you had to pick one. Like if you were If I had on to your- pick one. If you pick one or we kill you, which one? Oh. Clint's probably damn. like, oh, just kill me now. Yeah. Can I watch kill The Simpsons too. as you kill me and we'll just call it good? Yeah. Um, the one the one where Marge becomes a cop is actually very, no. very funny. Um, 
I think that one has sure. a lot of fun lines, a lot of, you know, Homer's using the pepper spray to spice yeah. his eggs and, <laughs> yeah. and the one armed man is doing his, uh, his escape and he's spoiled by my own shoddy merchandise and falls down as he's using the jeans to escape and, yeah. and the cops steal them all and say, there's no evidence to hold them. You know, the whole thing is just insane one time after another. So, um, I'm going to go with that one just cause that's the first one that popped in my head. Do yeah. you have a favorite episode, Nathan? I do. Uh, Hank Scorpio. <laughs> you only move twice. Uh, that's my absolute favorite episode. <laughs> it's hard to argue. Yeah. Well, and I love. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the hammock district. Yeah, let's just go yeah. there. Yeah. Only difference there. <laughs> Sally gets in the hammock with you. <laughs> yes, that is a fantastic episode. Uh, I agree. What did you guys think of the movie? I didn't see it. You never saw it. I saw no. it, and, and I was a huge Simpsons fan for years. And just I heard the movie was bad, and so I was just like, eh, I'm not going to watch it. I liked okay. it. I thought it was funny. Them yeah. being in that dome. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Spider pig, spider pig. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Harry, Harry Plopper made that for yeah, it, I think. Plopper but but uh, it's interesting because I agree with you. Like the first time I saw the movie and I saw it in theaters, I was like, "This is kind of isn't what I is." It, I was I don't know what it was. I guess I'm used to seeing a 22 minute episode done in a 90 minute episode, and I didn't like it. It's interesting when you talk about these. Like it's why I'm kind of nervous about the Bob's Burgers. Yeah movie because you are taken you know you may have had like a three episode story arc or something mm-hmm. like that at one mm-hmm. point but i mean that's still only 60 ish minutes because it's only 22 23 minutes you know you're talking about now at least an hour and a half so you're right. really talking about like oh can you sustain this for like five episodes type thing so i'm kind of concerned about that now i will say this one of my favorite ones that jump from like a cartoon series to a movie is south park bigger longer and uncut i think they actually did a good job you know yes you know telling a story in in the movie um but i again so so should i watch it or should i not watch it i, I well i think you should watch it i think you should yeah, watch, I think it's the expecta- watch it. Yeah, yeah you just got the right have the right expectations and i think that was part of it for me and nate might agree with this is it was hyped up so much and you know it they've been talking about a simpson movie you know, since like season three and here we were in season 25 or whatever, when it finally came out. So, you know, you were hyped, you were hyped, you were hyped. You were so, oh, this is finally happening. I'm so excited. They're going to finally, and they, and they took advantage of the fact that it was a movie versus primetime, uh, you know, network television. But again, it just, you have to have the right expectations. And I think with Bob's now you'll have that because, you know, just talking about it, it, it it's a little bit different. You know, they show in one I've seen Homer slipping everybody off, you know, you, Never thought you'd see that kind of thing. So, um, you know, go in and it might be even better to watch at home versus in a movie theater. You can pause it, get up, get, you know, whatever the case is. So mm-hmm. I'd recommend, I have it. I own it. You know, I watched it more than once since then. And it is funny. It has funny parts. And there's, you know, some, again, things they can't do on television that makes it interesting. It just, it was different. And I don't think I was ready for it when I first saw it. Mm. Okay. That's the same way with me. Like I remember seeing it in the theaters. I remember being super hyped for it. And I was just like, what the hell did they do? Like and it wasn't was... bad even then. You're just it didn't feel right. Right. It was yeah. Years, it was just yeah. you were confused as yeah. to as to why, um, it was happening the way it was happening. But yeah, like watching it again now, I think I, I would probably enjoy it um much more. I think knowing what I know now, yeah. I, sure. I I agree with that. It's it's weird. It's a weird. It's like doesn't make sense logically because you would think if you like something for twenty two minutes, it's the same thing just for ninety. You'd love it, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's unfortunately not. It's just same. weird. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. weird human condition. So and maybe that's where South Park did it right because South Park cranked out that movie after the first season of the show. 
Like they they were really all about we have 15 minutes of fame. We got to get every ounce of money we can from these dummies because that's how Trey Parker and Matt Stone talk, I'm sure. And that's what they did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I I, I kind of get it from why why you'd like South Park more just for that reason alone. How about anyway. this? Let me let me ask you guys this one on the whole 90s cartoon thing. Mm-hmm. Because I was such a big fan of Beavis and Butthead. Um, obviously, that was on for several years before the movie was even a thing. Mm-hmm. Different type of success. But what do you guys think about um, that movie in comparison? I, I know it's yep. a hard stretch. to. No, I get where you're coming from, though. And the interesting mm-hmm. thing is Beavis and Butthead, to me, it, it's different. Because Beavis and Butthead was a 22 minute show but it was 10 minutes of it like it was like a skit yeah you know mm-hmm. what i mean because yeah. the other 10 minutes they were laughing at videos yeah so yeah. when they made it into a longer skit it works and I, I mean just to kind of even broaden the comparison even further it's like snl movies where they do that you know sometimes yeah, yeah. it works I, I, and sometimes I like, it doesn't I like that analogy yeah i think what helped the beavis and butthead movie too because i actually enjoyed it because i was i was a fan like ryan mm-hmm. was growing mm-hmm. up i had that too um, yeah I think the music helped. Yeah, I think great. they had a really good soundtrack that helped oh, carry the movie. Love Roller Coaster, yeah. Yes. Roller Coaster! <laughs> yes, well, and, and, and there's much more in that, and I wish I had. I have the soundtrack over there to look. But I, I have the soundtrack, too. too. To, yeah. to me, that's what I remember the most about the movie. Agreed. It's the soundtrack, mm-hmm. not necessarily the the plot uh, or the characters themselves and what they did and said, but mm. the music was just so great. So, you know, that I think that just goes to show you a, a movie can be really carried by its by its soundtrack. Right. But Ryan, to go back, I think that's why. Because the Beavis and Butthead show never really had, like, a deep plot or even character development. The Simpsons at least had some of that. Mm. And you it's know? weird, too, when there's a disconnect. Because, uh, I mean, y'all can... Again, I didn't see it, but I'm just assuming... There wasn't a big tie-in from the events of like previous episodes to the movie, and then right. back around seasons later, tied back to things that happened in the movie. Well, they do because Spider Pig is in episodes going forward. Oh, really? Yeah, not all of them, not a lot of them, but he does show up now and again. Is mm-hmm. that the only connection, though? Just That's the only one I can really think of. Yeah, it's not like they talk yeah. about the dome, and of course, this no, is me speaking right. as a you know not even a casual fan of it, but I don't recall the few times that I've ever watched the show following the movie that they've ever made reference to that dome. I don't think they have either. Yeah. I feel I mean, like they might've at one point as just like a, just as a joke to be like, uh-huh, we're making fun yeah. of the movie. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, there was never like, Hey, this is actually something that remember what Mr. Burns did, you know, like there was just mm. never any of that. Like it wasn't more than just a passing joke. If they did mention it at all, it wasn't Mr. Burns. It was uh wolf. Well, wolf. Oh, what's his name? Wolf castle. I was elected to lead, not to read. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about this of, question for you guys? Yeah. Um, because obviously this is debatably one of the largest properties that Fox had, right? They made such a big deal about it when, Disney acquired Fox Mm -hmm. so much so that Homer came out and said that we're part of Disney now, you know, and with Mm -hmm, the mouse hat and everything. So Mm -hmm. do you think that plays a factor in the whole pop culture thing? Because obviously Disney is very much about legacy pop culture. How can we continue to make money from our fan base? That's like X generation, right? Going Mm -hmm. forward for the next 30 years. Mm -hmm. Well, I guarantee there are people, I mean, to be honest, I might've subscribed to Disney plus, just for the simpsons mm-hmm. like if they didn't have the marvel stuff if they didn't have 
you know, and mm-hmm. regardless of the content, I might have done it just for that. Because as I said, I was buying the DVDs anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to have it when I can watch it. And I mean, this was a sell. So um, the Simpsons at this point, though, like they're not investing in it like they would with everything else. You know what I mean? They don't have to start brand new. They don't have to hire new things. They don't have to find new facilities. Whatever the case is, this is a literal cash cow. They yeah. just keep doing it. They just keep making money on it. And that's fine. This is like buying a rental property and renting mm-hmm. it out for the rest of your life and just paying the mortgage on that per se you know, letting it pay off itself. So whatever the debt is that they may have incurred possibly from having to buy Fox or not having, mm-hmm. you know, through that acquisition, this is that monthly payment paying for itself month after month after month. And I guess my question for all of this too is how is this whole, and this is like way beyond us, but this is just what I'm thinking at the moment here. Because you go to Universal Studios and you still have all the Simpsons land stuff. Mm-hmm. How does that come into the equation when people maybe in the future, like 20 years from now, go to the Disney parks and they, they're like, oh, but Disney owns this. It's on Disney Plus. I want to be able to see Bart Simpson walking around by the Cinderella castle. Interesting. I, you know, I don't that's think where that my Disney mind thing, is going. I, I, I think it's one of those things that it's just like, it's almost an entity of itself. I don't really think a lot of people associate Disney and the Simpsons together. That's a good point. Uh, you know, um, Marvel kind of Star Wars, even less so to me. Like, I understand they're at the parks or whatever, or Marvel's kind of switching over to the parks, I guess, because they still have stuff at Universal. And I know that whole thing's complicated and we won't get into that. But to me, it's like it's it's almost a universe in and of itself. Yes, it's under the 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 bigger Disney umbrella, but just like Star Wars and Marvel, I don't necessarily, I know that Disney is the one that kind of, again, owns the rights or whatever, but I don't think of those quote unquote as Disney properties. And there's got to be, I mean, there's got to be so many contracts and everything. I mean, for example, Tapped Out is still an online mobile game that's still mm-hmm. updating. There's still, people are still playing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just stopped like recently compared to so many others, but I mean, that's people are still paying for that. So where does that money go? And I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure some of it goes to Fox. I'm sure there's some agreement that goes to some Disney, whatever the case is. It's probably the same case for everything. And there's still a whole bunch of Simpsons stuff out there. And that includes, you know, everything you can think of from T-shirts and clothing to, I mean, the pops. I mean, how did the pop license come back? We've been at Simpson pops for, what, right. 10 years or whatever the year. It's like five, eight years. And now they're back and, like, <laughs> coming at you fast, which is yeah. great. But... You know, that was the thing. So I'm sure that had something to do with it. So I'm sure, like you said, it's its own entity that's probably its own monster that has to be handled and hassled and, hara- you know, brought in by multiple en- entities to make it work. And it is. Yeah, because Disney like is you- all about their merchandising. Right. Like when mm-hmm. you go to Universal and you buy a Simpsons t-shirt, is Disney getting money from Universal? They probably have, again, probably some worked out contract. Probably yeah. some split. It's just weird. It's just it a weird, weird situation. As long as it's around, I don't care. <laughs> but it was a very good investment. I just Absolutely. wanted to throw yeah. my two cents in because I felt like, okay, I know very little about Simpsons. Okay, maybe I can chime in on this part. There you go. Yeah. You did good. Nate, you were you saying something before it. I interrupted you. You were saying, how about um, this? And then you... Oh, I was talking about... Um, you were talking about Rainier Wolfcastle and just the brilliance that um, the, the movie characters he plays within the Simpsons universe... Um, and like McBain, like how they can do a whole, you can make a Mc, they can make a McBain movie from all the cuts of well, the, yeah. the the shows that that they the that they're watching on um, in the show themselves, right? Which is mm-hmm. amazing. 
By the way, that's absolutely true. If you put like the first five season McBain's together, it actually makes like the characters are all related and they talk about each other. And yeah, it's pretty cool how they did it. Absolutely. It's so good. Very well thought out. Genius. It's, it is genius. So, well, how about uh, Joey and Nate or excuse me, Joey and Tony Stark over there. Um, what do you, <laughs> I was reading your, uh, your names on your, uh, your thinker. Anyway, what a maroon. I know. What are your favorite, who are your favorite characters in the Simpsons? My favorite. Michael Jackson. <laughs> no, legit. I don't know why it always stuck with me. That's one of the few episodes that I remember watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And him mm-hmm. singing happy birthday to Lisa. Yes. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, and that was actually him playing a I white know, guy. I know. So it was crazy at the time. Especially, and so, but... Nate, real question. Legit. Do you sing that mm-hmm. to your wife? Exactly like that? I have, yeah. <laughs> I, I, do, I, do you I, dump I've the trash out of the paper out yeah. and play it like the bongos? No, because she'd have Aww. to clean it up afterwards. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Happy birthday. Clean that. Yeah. You're a great husband. <laughs> yeah. I try. I try. Joey, favorite character? I don't know. There's so many great just secondary oh, characters agree. that just, you know, when y'all were naming off different characters, I was like, oh, yeah, I love that. And I love that. I, I mean, I think primary character, I think. I think Homer too is yeah. probably my favorite. Yeah. Although I know you didn't give a lot of love to Lisa, but I kind of like Lisa's character. I, 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 I think too. she's, oh, yeah. I think she's pretty interesting, <laughs> but like, um, as far as the secondary characters, I love the relationship, like you said, between Ned and Homer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love the, the, the bar settings too, with, with, you know, Carl and Lenny and <laughs> Barney and, and Mo. Yeah. I just, I just love that. Mo that atmosphere to him earlier. Yeah. yeah. Because he's such a crazy old kook. It's such a great ensemble cast. Right. Do I have a B.O. problem here? <laughs> it's too bad that, and that's the thing, they've transferred with the times. I know they mentioned earlier with the TV, and that's the thing, they don't do the crank calls anymore because of caller ID, and then now everybody's got a cell phone, so it doesn't work the same, but always, always great memories. Yes, that first decade is just awesome and, and, and that's the thing they raised the bar so high they 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 didn't leave themselves and i'm glad but they didn't leave themselves a lot of room to do other things right. or get better but say the same but it's still on people are paying for it i'm cool with it i'm good i'll Thumbs keep up. watching it as long as uh as long as it's on yeah you know, i will too well and even when it's off the air it'll still be on disney plus and we'll still be able to enjoy it that way that's the nice thing there's so many episodes that you can't be all oh, i've seen this one mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's a good point it's awesome. Well, it was fun. Simpsons discussion. Now we can keep going, I'm sure. Yes, keep going. <laughs> Stay strong. That's your cue, Joey. Keep going. What do you got for us? It's game time. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. You brought it back. You brought it back. Been a minute. You brought it back. This week's episode, episode, not episode, game is called Name That Tune. And tunes in quotation marks. That doesn't really translate well to a podcast, but tune is in quotation marks. T O O N. So I get I'm, it now. Yes. <laughs> Shut up. I hate you, Clint. So Aww. this is going to be a buzz in style game. 10 rounds. Uh, there's no traps, no final round. Uh, the way it's going to work is I'm going to give you three characters from cartoon TV shows. And I would say they're in a. Uh, descending order of difficulty and you need to name the voice actor that plays them there is a mix of simpsons voice actors and then some other well-known cartoon actors 
Um, if you can guess it after the first clue, it is worth 15 points. If you can guess it after the second, it is worth 10 points. And after the third one, it is only worth five. Uh, once somebody buzzes in at a level, if they get it wrong, they will lose that amount of points. So if they buzz in in the first round and get it wrong, they lose 15 points. Got it. And it is closed off, and you will get a second clue. And then you can buzz in the other two of you. But that other, other person, person that yeah. buzzed in is eliminated. Any questions? No. Nope. All right. Here we go. First clue. Barney Gumble. Hmm. I have a guess, but no. <laughs> yeah, I want to lose points right off the bat. Second clue, groundskeeper Willie. Third and final clue, Homer Simpson. Clint is in. Oh, Dan. What is Dan's last name? Shit. Um, His last name is not shit. No, it's, <laughs> that'd be hilarious if it was. It starts with a C. Why can't I think of it? Um... Maybe it's Chit then. Is it Dan Chit? No, it's Dan. Oh, Cascotti or something like that. Shit. Close enough. Castellaneta. Castellaneta. I knew it. I, I'm going to give it to you. Thank you. I knew it. I know it. I could. I, I can see the dude in life. You know? <laughs> All right. I don't know Here we go. Two, though. I was thinking somebody else. So I'm glad I waited. Next one. Ben Katz. K-A-T-Z. Mm, I know, I know who that is, but okay. Second clue: Sterling Archer. Clint, is that um, is that Benjamin? I'm gonna need a little bit more. It's uh, H. John Benjamin. Correct. The third clue would have been Bob Belcher. Bob Belcher. That's correct. <laughs> what the hell good. is that? I, it? I had no, I had no idea he did Stan Katz. That's crazy. Huh. Right. No, not 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 Doctor Katz, because that was no. He was the shaky guy from the right. movies. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, ben Katz, I think, wasn't that the son on the? See, that's uh, what I mean. I I thought he was the coach. Either no, way, this is on uh, the Doctor Katz. The oh, um, it is on Doctor Katz. Sorry, the you know the psychiatrist one. Yeah, yeah. with all the comedians on it. Yeah, right. Back in the day, okay. when Comedy Central was like brand new to the world. Right, right. With all the squiggly lines. Mm -hmm. uh, number three, round three. Brock Samson. Hmm. Mm -hmm. That's from the Venture Brothers. Next clue, Kronk. Oh, I, I, oh, crap. I know who it is, but I don't know his name. I'm going to get zero points this game. <laughs> I don't watch enough TV. Third and final clue, Joe Swanson. Who the fuck also, are all these also, characters? He's, he's, also, he's also putty on Seinfeld. Yes. How do you not know Kronk from The Emperor's New Groove or Joe Swanson from Family Guy? Ryan? I yeah, never saw Emperor's said it was New Groove. Venture Brothers. I want you and, to say it was from Venture yeah. Brothers. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, um, the, the correct answer is Patrick Warburton. I've met the dude, and I can't remember his name. Oh, man. I don't know. He is not going to listen to our podcast anymore. No, he was at a, he was at the Toddland booth when I was uh, picking up my stuff at San Diego Comic-Con in 2019. So. Rip. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yep. Damn it. I, I, I can picture the dude. He hates you now. He, he probably didn't like me to begin with, so that's fine. That's probably true, too. All right. Round four. Everybody's favorite, Ralph Wiggum. Mm. I, I thought we had some Simpsons fans on this episode with us today, but I guess not. Nelson Muntz. Y'all are a disappointment. Like, seriously. Bart Simpson. 
Damn it. Clint. It is Nancy Cartwright. Oh, yeah. Nancy Cartwright is correct. I was thinking that. From wow. The beginning. She does the voice for all of them. Yep. Ah, it's funny because like they all, well, I, never mind. I'll explain it later. Go on. <laughs> Round five. Roger. <laughs> I mean, I know who I know. Yeah, you're fine. I know the character, but yeah, yeah I know who you're talking I, about. I, I'm awful with the uh, Glenn Quagmire. Clint. Is it Seth MacFarlane? It is Seth MacFarlane. Does he, I, Peter I don't Griffin. know if he does. I didn't know he did the alien anymore for family guy. I thought, or for um, American dad, I thought somebody else did for some reason. He did at some point, because he's still credited. Okay. On Maybe that. he's still doing it. I, I, I know he's not as involved with that show as he used to be. Anyway, great. This is uh, a bonus round uh, where the points are doubled. This one is a little difficult, but maybe y'all know. What? (laughs) I heard the word snuggle in there. What'd you say? Yes, you lose double. double. So it's a bonus round as in you're screwed either way. (laughs) Got it. First clue. Vegeta. Ah. Oh, I fuck. fuck. I have no idea. Name? Second clue. Oh my god, what is his name? <laughs> you just love watching him squirm. Yes, I do. Especially Ryan. Look at him. He's like, I could get points no, right I, now. I don't know the dude's fucking last name. Second oh, clue. Gosh. Piccolo. I don't think that clue helped him at all. No, <laughs> I'm just like yet. torturing the more. I was all and... excited. I'm like, I know one. Wait, Third and I final think clue. I got it. I okay, mate. It's Chris. Chris Sabat. Yes, ah. very good. So I knew it was double something. the ten. I was gonna so say it's... Chris Sabian, but I'm like, no, that's not it. Yeah, it was, yeah. Plus I was like, I... twenty. Sabian is or Sabian is the name of the company that did Power Rangers, right? Yes. Yep. Saban. Yes. <laughs> yep. See exactly. Third clue would have been All Might. It's not like they didn't need it. I'm glad you guys didn't get it right away, though. Here we go. Round seven. Squanchy. Who the fuck oh, is that? No, I know who it is. I just, uh, oh. yeah, I just. It's a Rick and Morty character. Oh, I know all the. I know the characters you're you're saying. Yeah. I just don't know the actors. Next one. Heifer Wolf. Oh, and last. SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, y'all, y'all are definitely a disappointment that you don't. So know. I, He's talking to you too, by the way, not to me. Oh, oh yes, yeah. <laughs> you're you're already a disappointment. We're just disappointing. I just don't watch today. TV. Why? I actually don't know whose voice is SpongeBob. Correct answer was Tom Kinney. I'm glad, mm. yeah, Tom Kinney. I did not know that. I was thinking Squanchy was going to be someone else, so I'm glad I didn't answer. Even if you said just answer his first name, I wouldn't have even yeah gotten that. Yeah. No. All right, here's a good one. Now, now this one, I have to have a little asterisk next to it and say that this would be the person most famous for these voices. Okay. Tweety Bird. Oh, shit. I'm just going to try. Ryan. Mel Blanc. Mm-hmm. Very good. Ryan's yeah, nice. on the board now. Nice. I mean, yep. done. Figured, right? No, I, I, yeah, but good yeah. call. Go for the, Go for the jugular. Clues. Yeah, next clues would have been Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny. Nice. All right, here we go. Round number nine. Comic book guy. <laughs> I'm not confident enough. Keep going. Yeah. Stay, Stay strong. strong. Stay strong. 
Next one. Super Nintendo Chalmers. <laughs> I'm learning. I'm glad y'all got the joke. Last clue for round nine. Moses Lack. Damn it. Clint. It is Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria is correct. Yes, I wasn't good. sure about the other two. Damn Keeping it, it Brockmire. Uh, that brings us to round 10. This one is also the other double point one. First clue. Zap Brannigan. You're killing me. Okay. Yeah, you. Go on. <laughs> clue number two. Why not Zoidberg? I'm going to kick myself. I already know it. Go on. Right. Yeah, same. And last, the man himself, Philip J. Fry. Ah, shit. It Clint. is Billy West. Billy West is correct. And obviously, because this is like golf, Ryan is our winner this week with the lowest score, 15 <laughs> points. Congrats, Ryan. Wait, how many points did he have? 15. I answered it right. No, no, I thought yeah. I, I was thinking you had more for some reason. No, that's yeah. the only one I tried to answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got you got the mail bonk and you got the Vegeta one. No, Nate. No, that, that was Nate. No, it wasn't Nate. Okay. I couldn't remember the dude's last name. I thought it was Sabian. That's Sabat. right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah you better make damn it. I, well done, uh, Ryan. Good job. See, you didn't know that twist was coming, guys. Y'all didn't know it was yeah. lowest score wins. I, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm beating myself up because I really wanted. I was so worried it was going to be the guy who did Bender, who did. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Who did uh, Zan again? And that's what threw me off because I now I think about it. Does Lloydberg was Billy West? I was, honestly thought Billy West did SpongeBob for a minute, but anyway, he did awesome. Not. Thank you, Joey. That was fun. Um, You're welcome. We brought it back. You brought the game back. It was a good game. It's a good time. Run it back. Run it back. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in this week to our uh, episode on The Simpsons. It was a lot of fun. A lot of uh, a lot of memories. A lot of uh, got to go back and watch other things. <laughs> got to go listen to that album again. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Or the Mr. Burns song. Look at all those idiots. <laughs> Look at all those fools. Do the oh Bartman. Do the Bartman, yeah. Um, I think Clint, you got a little carried away during this episode, and you uh, you were supposed to do something in the middle. Oh, you're the... right. I you got me all excited. So, guys, I'm gonna do it right now. This is on the DL. Do not share this outside of this episode. We want this to be kept quiet, and here's why. You guys might know we are approaching episode 100 very quickly. We are super excited about it, and we want to thank you for being our supporters and listeners. So, here's how we do this: we are going to be doing a celebration. And there'll be more details on this as time goes on, but it'll be in middle of June, uh, right before our 100th episode. And part of that is going to be, we're ripping off an idea that's already been done from Geek Together and from the United Funko family. We are doing a white elephant exchange where you just have to show up. You just have to win. A, you just have to win to get your seat and you'll get a prize. That prize will be decided later. I guarantee there's some fire coming as we have had some very generous donations and help. So again, more on this as time goes on. But this one, the first entry is only for podcast listeners. So that's why I say don't don't tell anybody else. So here's what you got to do. Share wherever you listen to this podcast. It could be Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify, whatever. But whatever you do, include the hashtag 4D or 4DOH or 4DO. And that's how we'll know you guys have been listening. Again, make it as inconspicuous as you can because we want this to only be 
for you guys who listen. We don't want this to spread to other people and let everybody else know. We just want you to have the first chance to win your first spot. So again, share this episode before we record episode 91, which will be in a week. So it'll be April, whatever, uh, April 19th. Share it before then on Twitter, hashtag for dough. And we'll go from there. <laughs> I like it. I do too. I like it a lot. Um, but yeah, as Clint said, we're rounding the corner on getting close to episode 100, which uh, we're very excited for. And we, we're going to have some good stuff. It's I, I'm very excited to see what we come up with mm -hmm. um, for that, which reminds us that we should probably get to serious planning. <laughs> we're doing okay. Just, we're okay. We're doing, we're doing, we're doing all right. right. Yeah. We're more um, on top of it than I expected. We're doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> With no help to me, it's this is. I didn't say I didn't say that, but anyway. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you everyone for listening this week. Uh, rewind it if you want to hear Clint's instructions. Uh, but yes, please make sure you do not do not share this outside of uh, outside of using that hashtag creatively because you're right. We want to uh, just reward those of you who have uh, who sit here and listen to us every week mm -hmm. uh, ramble, and we appreciate you. So we want to give you guys a shot uh, first um yeah so thank you for tuning in this week uh a couple of things before we wrap it up make sure you're following us on twitter and instagram the underscore dorksman uh ryan you'll be doing the stream thing monday thursday saturday hopefully uh, i mean always hopefully. work permitting yes yeah, yeah. Of course. what are you playing this week i don't know yet to be honest um i finally got my switch obviously i know i know some people know about that and i've been playing mario kart offline because i understand now that you, <laughs> you need to get a better car you need to get a better set of tires you know you got your glider and i'm trying to understand this is the analyst in me speaking of as well guys i'm mm -hmm. trying to understand all the different perks between all these different things because let's be real Reina's gonna kick all of our asses no matter what it's true you're racing for second yeah no not even that because apparently tamar's pretty good too well, yeah, it depends when he's racing, but yes, you're right. Yeah, my goal is I want to take down Tamar. I know I'm not going to be able to beat Reyna, so I've kind of given up on the aspirations of taking first place. But I'm just trying not to get my ass handed to me so blatantly right now. I want to practice, understand the courses, understand the game mechanics, and then I'll be confident to play with the rest of the team. Awesome. So maybe some Mario Kart might be in the future. We'll see. If I not, maybe some Call of Duty. Zombies. Yeah. Zombies. 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 Oh, what's easier. in your head? Easier, Clint. <laughs> <laughs> Mine would have been better. <laughs> oh. <It's true>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of Clint, he'll be on twitch.tv slash the underscore dorksman Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. uh, what are you playing on Tuesday night, Clint? We're playing Splatoon this week and Mario Kart mm -hmm. next week, Ryan. All right. Ooh, Ryan's got a week to get ready. It's pressure. So. Warm pressure it up. Mine's different because it has the bump bump in it. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Can't sue us. You guys are awful. Um, Speaking of the 90s. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, make sure you tune on Tuesday nights. Uh, we'll have Clint's uh, friend ID, whatever the Nintendo thing is, if you want to join us. Uh, Tuesday nights, we're always looking for more players. When we're doing the multiplayer, it's a good time. Uh, mm -hmm. Please hang out with us as we do that. Uh, Clint will be hosting Dorksman Game Night this week uh, on Friday. Uh, that's yes. 7 p.m. Pacific. We'll be doing the Jackbox as we usually do. Um, yeah. 
I think that's it. I think well, real it. quick, I want to do a quick plug. Yeah. I was on the most recent episode of the Toy Rewind podcast talking about the Nintendo Entertainment System. It was a very enlightening and entertaining episode, so I would highly recommend you all give them a listen, not only for that episode, but all their episodes, as they ha- really have some interesting toy discussions, including Joey and Nate have been on an episode as well, so I had to finally catch up. But Yeah, shout out to the <laughs> I have. Brothers. Nate has not. Ah, Nate hasn't. Sorry, Nate. He was on their collector on showcase. the collector showcase. Well, yeah. you both, both negative Nate and Ryan points were uh, referenced during their episode. So, <laughs> uh, just saying, it's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, give those guys a listen. They're great. We love uh, chatting with them whenever we get the chance. Good bunch of guys over there. Mm. Um, yeah, that's it. We're done. Anyone got anything else before we wrap it up? No. All right. Well, thank you again for listening. That's my secret. I'm always Joey. Worst podcast ever. <laughs> Work homies. Or it to your moms. I came to drop bombs. That's a vanilla ice reference for all. Oh, we got. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I know what you meant. Too cold.